Do you want to look handsome as fuck? Well, then you should try Combat Comb Over for your hair and your face and your beard. And then once you have all that additional swagger, you need something to carry it around in. Use the Nut Ruck by Arbor Arms. And while you're uh, carrying that nut ruck, you should also remember to keep yourself as fresh as possible because you never know what might happen when you're looking that good. So keep yourself some body powder from Hollywood Powder Company. Use our discount code SMOKEPIT on all of our sponsors to save yourself some money. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. We have a real treat today. Uh, Ryan Holt was actually one of my senior Marines when I was a boot in the fleet. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> deployed to Iraq together in, in different platoons. His, uh, his platoon was known for being more of the, the disciplinarian uh, platoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, out, of, out of all of the squad leaders in the disciplinary platoon, you know, I was more on the, yeah. <laughs> the chill side. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you had more second platoon vibes than... Uh, uh, than Davis and Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, first platoon was just uh, a bunch of hippies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I was the squad leader that drove the Volkswagen bus, the 1983 Volkswagen bus. <laughs> yeah. And then you got out and you uh, hiked the Appalachian Trail. You went to survivor school and uh, you found yourself on Naked and Afraid, uh, which your fifth appearance on there is coming up here soon. Yeah, uh, five challenges. I think it's like 30-something episodes total. Uh, it's uh, It's been quite the journey, you know, through the Marine Corps and and since I got out, uh, 2011, October of 2011. Right on. Uh, so I, I guess, you know, the first thing that the uh, the listeners uh, want to know is, I I know it was, it was God, probably 15 years ago when we first met. Uh, do, do you have any direct memories of little PFC boot sharp just running around? <laughs> I have uh, uh, visual memories, you know, like you de- we definitely have grown up since then. Um, I can I couldn't say I could pick you out of a lineup if I hadn't seen you <laughs> since then. <laughs> but uh, no, we were super baby faced back then, even though yeah. we were, you know, on the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan, looking back and looking at pictures. We were we were just kids, man. Yeah, it's so crazy to think that when uh, and I, I'm sure you you remember this from you know a year or two uh, previous to my experience of this, but when you first show up to the fleet, you know you get this like really uh, for like this foreboding energy from the uh, the lance corporals that had deployed and the corporals and the squad leaders and team leaders who were oh, piloted. Yeah. And looking back at it, I was just like, man, I was. I was 19 years old and a lot of these cats were either 20 or 21 and, yeah. <laughs> and, and the, the shit that we took from them. Yeah. It was just like the idea that you have like a 21 year old, just, you know, making a 20 year old stand at parade rest, <laughs> screaming at him. you know, like that's, that's not something you get a lot in the civilian world. Not at all. And I'm, you know, you know, the direction I've taken since the Marine Corps and how far, you know, removed I have am from that life. Uh, when I think about things like that, it's just, it, it, it almost doesn't seem real. Like it almost is just like people really do that. <laughs> people <laughs> submit, like, I don't know. It's just a whole different world. Totally. Yeah. I, and they, yeah. Yeah. But we signed that line. I mean, we, that's what we wanted. It was, uh, it was our dream to, to be a Marine, not have no regrets, but man, we did some dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I think you put it perfectly. We have grown up quite a bit since then we've, um, you know, we've, we've learned a lot and we've experienced a lot. And, uh, so 
you were telling me in the in the pre-show a little bit about how you were able to utilize your GI Bill to go through a uh, very immersive survival school. Uh, do, do you want to plug them and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. It was a few years before I got out. Actually, I knew I wanted to, um, you know, do come back to Maine and be more uh, involved with nature. I was looking into being a um, a Maine game warden, uh, which looked really sweet. But then at the same time, I didn't want to work for for somebody, uh, you know, state or government anymore. So uh, I found I was looking to be a registered Maine guide, get my recreational guides license, and just kind of you know do my own thing and. Uh, Upon researching, you know, survival schools and bushcraft schools um, that accept the GI Bill, I found uh, the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School up in northern Maine in Masardis, way up north, uh, up near the Canadian border. And he's got an, an immersive survival school. Nine weeks is the fall course. You're, you're living in the north Maine woods. You're building shelters, sleeping in those shelters, learning shelter, water, fire, food carving canoe paddles and nighttime navigation plant identification. I mean, it, this is the whole immersive package. And, you know, it was, a, it's a, about a $13,000 course. If you take the fall, winter and um, spring, summer semesters and the GI bill covers 100% of it. It was wow. just mind blowing that, that they did that. And um, I, as soon as I saw that, I jumped on the opportunity. Uh, do you feel like the, uh, the Marine Corps prepared you well for the school or right? Or yeah. So I had originally, when I was a kid, I wanted to join the Marine Corps because I thought I was going to learn survival stuff. I thought I was going to learn more of that type of thing. But of course, when we joined, it was uh, urban combat, Iraq and Afghanistan, and the rest was history. So uh, um, I didn't, we didn't learn any of the survival bushcraft stuff in the Marine Corps um, like I had I thought I would. Um, so it didn't prepare me in any of those aspects uh, as far as those skill sets. But with the Marine Corps, as you and I both know, the leader, the level of um, and experience of leadership levels that you go through. JJ did tie buckle, uh, the 13 leadership traits, like those are just drilled into you. So what I always say is that the Marine Corps gave me all my internal skills, my, my, my strength, you know, my fortitude, my attention to detail, my, my motivation, my initiative, you know, all of those leadership traits and, and the strength and the heart to, to put up with the, the sucky, you know, the sucky shit that you have to go through in some of these, um, you know, experiences that I've been doing and naked and afraid and just survival situations in, in general. So the Marine Corps gave me all my internal skills. And then this, this, uh, Jack mountain bushcraft craft school, gave me all external, um, you know, physical survival and bushcraft skills and, and combining those two, you know, you know, big chunks of my life together with all those lessons and, and, and everything that I've learned in those is, is a pretty, it's, it's turned out to be a pretty powerful combination in the realm of survival bushcraft and what I'm doing with my life these days. You get dropped off in the field or you hike somewhere and they give you MREs, you carry water jugs, whatever, <laughs> yeah. but you don't really learn how to live off the land. We got a, a little bit of that in Bridgeport, but uh, not, not nearly enough in my opinion. And no, so I never even got the guy. I never even went to Bridgeport myself. You know? <laughs> I, I was very lucky. I went during the summer and it was yeah. just, you know, 10,000 feet at base camp, just Sierra mountains, just, you know, just got to go live in the mountains for a month. And, uh, it was, it was absolutely amazing experience, but do you think that there's uh, if you had to narrow it down to one or two things that you wish that the Marine Corps taught more of when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, survival skills, what would you say? It's something as simple as, you know, something as simple as the four basics of survival across the board, shelter, water, fire, food, you know, nothing, 
nothing too immersive, nothing too, uh, you know, you know, invasive or, you know, nothing too crazy. Just the, just the basics, just those, those four things, at least being able to make fire, you know, by friction to, you know, bow drill, hand drill, thing like that, definitely have to purify water, um, you know, building a shelter and, you know, food, food is food. You know, you can learn a little bit about trapping and whatnot, but we got MREs. Um, but totally, yeah, just the four basics. We get the basics of all the other training, you know, swim, swim, qual, rifle, qual, all those things. I think, um, four basics of, you know, if everything was stripped away from you, which is a very, you know, possible scenario for, uh, you know, someone that's in a, in a, in the military or a combat MOS. And uh, I think those four basics should be, everyone should know those. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I totally agree. And uh, although you are clothed now, you have spent a lot of time naked on television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't tell you how many days exactly yet until this next season airs, but I'm uh, well over 100 days uh, uh, naked and uh, not totally afraid. <laughs> <laughs> you said that uh, while you were at your survival training, uh, you, you were fortunate enough to you take advantage of some networking and you found yourself in an opportunity to be on this show. So, uh, walk us through what that's like a little bit. Uh, I know there, you know, some things that you can't say, uh, but as far as like for the general public, uh, what's it like, like the first day you show up? Cause like, clearly you can't fly there, you know, in the buff. <laughs> and so like, what, what, what's that look like? Yeah. So, uh, you know, day, the day before filming even starts, you're, you're in your, uh, hotel room or wherever you are in the, in the world. And uh, even on your contract, it says it, it, uh, it, it has to be at least a two-star, you know, accommodation. So some of these places that they be put you up in are clay huts, even, you know, some of the places I've been. <laughs> so they're not, the, not the nicest, but when you show up, you know, day zero, the, the, the producer and, and the executive producer, if they're around, some people will come introduce themselves to you. You'll go to your hotel room. And then if anyone knows, you know, how the show works, you, you have one survival item on the 21 day challenge, but you actually bring three or four items with you, um, personal items, um, that you would choose from. And then your producers take those items from you at the, at the hotel and pick one of your items for you. And it, then it, then it's there on, in, on day one, when you show up. Okay. So on day one, you show up, you know, then that's when, you know, it really hits you. Like they had the military experience of you know, shared showers and, you know, stalls with, I mean, uh, toilets with no stalls and, and all that stuff and uh, being probed by doctors. So the moment they tell you, all right, drop your, you know, drop your clothes. You're just like, that's the moment that it hits you that this is really happening. And it, it's brief. It doesn't last very long because once you're naked and moving, that's being naked is the last thing you're really thinking about. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, there's, there's an old proverb that, um, once a mosquito lands on your nuts, that's when you realize that not every solution requires a hammer. <laughs> I like that one. I won't forget it. <laughs> and that's perfect. So you've, um, you've, you've done the challenge now five times and they, they, they all had uh, different uh, stipulations, which would you mind walking us through those? Like uh, the different, uh, I guess you yeah. could say. Yeah. Uh, the, the original Naked and Afraid, my first episode actually aired for season, uh, the season premiere of season four. So back then they just were doing the 21 day challenges. Um, the original concept, one man, one woman, kind of like a primitive Adam and Eve, you know, caveman like uh, challenge. 21 days because of the rule of threes, you know, three, 
what is it? Three, uh, three days without water, um, three weeks without food, like three minutes without air, something like that. Um, yeah. so the three, the three weeks without food is, is why they picked the 21 day mark, uh, for the show to be. Um, but then of course they've always got to one up themselves after a few seasons. And that's when they implemented, um, and introduced the naked and afraid XL and XL, uh, you know, I always thought of extra large, extra long, just bigger, but it's also Roman numeral for 40, which is the number of days, um, that that challenges. So it's 40 days. And that was season two in South Africa. Oh, wow. That, and that's a 12 person challenge, uh, six men, six women, all returning from 21 day challenges. And um, the object is to survive and, and thrive for 40 days. And okay, so that that was the. Um, oh, wow. you also uh, you said that there were there were other challenges as well. Like, I, I want to come back to that, but uh, just so I don't okay. forget. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's the 40 day one. And then after that, they came out with Naked and Afraid of Sharks. Uh, it was the first time <laughs> they had done it. It was uh, a, a special for the two hour special for the anniversary of the 30th anniversary of Shark Week on Discovery Channel. It was a 14 day challenge down in the Bahamas. Um, three guys, two girls, and we were all, you know, we all knew what we were doing. It was a, it was, uh, it was a little bit different. It was only two weeks long, and it was really focused on sharks because it was for Shark Week. And uh, after that, about a year and a half later, last year, I uh, went and filmed Naked and Afraid Alone, which was a 21 day challenge in, back in South Africa, but completely by myself, no partners. And uh, I totally kicked ass on that one. <laughs> Uh, love to hear it. you're representing uh very well for us so the um if you had to pick which one was your favorite out of all of them what would you say um that geez that's that is a tough question anyone that's seen my stuff or knows like i tend to thrive better uh under solo uh environments especially you know if i got to pick who i was going with but when you're just paired up with a random stranger naked in under these circumstances um, you don't always have the same mindset and, uh, um, with, with my intentions and my mentality, uh, I tend to do better in these types of situations by myself. So naked and afraid alone, uh, was, was a really powerful, uh, uh, journey for me. 21 days. Um, I shot an Impala from, uh, an Impala, one of the fastest land animals in South Africa from 20 feet up in a tree with a primitive wooden longbow. And I've never hunted or shot a bow in my life. Wow. Um, so to be able to do that, it was one of the greatest uh, accomplishments of my, my whole life. And it was just incredible. I feel like the uh, the camera shot from that, uh, that should be a poster that uh, you should be able to buy, you know? Oh, I've got a screenshot of it. And I plan to, <laughs> it's not the best, like, you know, you can see what's going on. You can see the arrow sticking, you know, at a 60 degree angle through this Impala and when it hits her. And uh, I've got that screenshot. I'm going to blow it up and make a poster. And I'm 20 feet up in this tree by the water source. It was just, it was wild. I had giraffes coming in at eye level with me up in the tree it was this the the neatest thing in the world i wouldn't give it a fight on myself. so uh do you feel like uh being naked in that circumstance uh helped you because you were able to you know use uh use your penis as like a range flag for wind <laughs> yeah yeah you know just uh take a quick leak and see where see where the the stream blows yeah <laughs> make a windage call <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah. in that instance, it would be South African windage versus Kentucky windage. Right. <laughs> okay. So the XL, um, that, that, that's such a, a an interesting concept. Um, and particularly cause you said that you, you know, you, you tend to work better alone. 
do you feel like um, it was better to have people who had done this a lot and were more experienced? Or do you feel like that kind of led to, you know, people butting heads because they felt like they knew what was best? Um, I think it's better when people are all on the same kind of page, you know, just that some of the, like that, the motivation and the initiative, like those two, those two internal skills are, are, are lacking quite a bit, um, you know, sometimes in, in, a, in a partner and, uh, you know, um, on this new one, um, it's on, on the commercial so I can talk about it. Um, Matt Wright was my, Matt Wright and Riley Parlett are my partners um, on the 60 day challenge. And, you know, I can't get into it too much, but you'll see how, how we work together and it's like flawless. Like we don't even, we can just grunt at each other and we know what to do, who needs to do what, like nothing. It was just the, it was cool. I mean, I, it was one of my favorite experiences. It's my best experience with, uh, with teammates by far. A lot of implicit communication. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the one with the sharks is very interesting because um, I I had had this thought in the past. I went to San Diego and I went to Black's Beach, which is you know a clothing optional beach. And um, you know, except for the guy with the straw hat and the binoculars in the bushes, everybody there was fairly <laughs> nice and respectful. And I you know I, I flipped him the bird and shook my fist at him, and he ran off. And you know that, that was it. And so I'm, I'm sitting there in the Pacific Ocean, you know, just floating, you know, just you know, just. Uh, <laughs> just hang, letting it all hang out. And I just got this thought that I was like, dude, if I get bit by a shark right now, it's going to be my luck. That's just going to bite my dick and my balls off. <laughs> like it's just going to miss everything else and just clamp and just like take that just off. Like, get that. Yeah. And so I swam back to shore because <laughs> like that thought was too sobering. So like, what's, yeah. what's going through your head in that uh, a similar thought or. Um, oh, absolutely. Um, there's, there's some scenes on there. Um, we were out. It's the world's third third largest reef system down in the Bahamas. All species of sharks, 47 or 48 species down there, all protected. So we actually couldn't hunt them. But, you know, they wanted us in the water, water fishing fish off the reef while the sharks could hunt us. So that really wasn't that fair. Uh, <laughs> but they get close enough. Um, we had, you know, the leading experts, uh, you know, shark experts as, as the camera crew in the water with us. You know, once you, they'll, they'll obviously, you know, they're there for your safety, um, but they're behind you. You're, there's nothing in between you and the shark, but uh, quickly you learn that, you know, if you can get a, a two foot long or an 18 foot long stick and just hold it, you know, um, parallel vertical, and you can hold that sharks on, you know, their mouths are like underneath here. So when they open, you can just hold that stick out and they, you know, they can't bite onto anything. And if a bigger shark or a tiger shark or a, um, one of the aggressive towards human sharks uh, came in, they would have pulled us out of the water immediately. So, but I mean, we were surrounded, you know, 30, 40 black tip sharks, reef sharks, lemon sharks, um, you know, lots of sharks swimming around us. One of them bumped me, bumped me in the shin while I wasn't looking. And I was like, Jesus, I, I must have walked on water for a good 50 yards out of out, onto the shoreline. <laughs> I just ran. I was skipping across the water. I didn't know what the heck it was. Right on. So um, do you, what do you feel like, uh, what has been like the biggest uh, lesson that you've taken away from this whole experience or the biggest point of uh, self-development or self-growth? Oh, that's a good question, man. Um, you know, I, well, yeah, especially since this last one is a culmination of all of it. Uh, 
these are like extremely, I can relate it to the Appalachian Trail as well. You know, when you disconnect from one reality that you're in and you put yourself and immerse yourself in a completely different reality that's away from society, you're in nature, you're, you know, we don't know anything going on in the outside world. The, the crew's not allowed to tell us. Like on this last one, 60-day challenge, we were gone for Halloween, Thanksgiving, the major changes in COVID and the presidential election. And we weren't allowed to know any of it. So we're out there in this one primitive world. And we came back to this uh, other reality that was uh, had its own challenges. But removing yourself from society for a while, you just you, you take a step back and you kind of become an observer to everything that's happening. You, you, you don't you're not so involved in, in the middle of everything that you can't see what's going on around you. And I've just gained so much more. Uh, I've just reached higher levels of just awareness of, of life and just, you know, the connection to everything. Um, you can see it when you're immersed in nature, you can feel it. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it brings your level of awareness, consciousness and, and everything to, to the next level. And it's truly something that uh, you can't, you can't ever go come back from. Well, I, I can't even begin to imagine, uh, and I, I don't intend to. <laughs> uh, thank you for letting us live vicariously through you. Uh, so no, it's I, my I, pleasure, my pleasure, man. I, I want to share this, yeah. you know, this knowledge and everything that I have learned um, with as many people as possible, and through obviously what I've created uh, here is is the reason why I'm doing it. So I, I have a couple uh, follow-on questions for you. If I could uh, just maybe like two or three sentences, just kind of rapid fire off the top of your brain. Uh, what's the best hiking trail or area to hike in that you have experienced? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, I'm, I'm probably biased because I'm, I'm right here from Maine, but Maine is an untouched, we call it little Alaska. Um, it's an untouched wilderness and there's a lot of, I've been all over the world and there's a lot of hidden gems right here in my backyard. <laughs> Is there anywhere that you haven't been that uh, is still on your bucket list? Um, yeah, absolutely. Alaska has always been on my bucket list, uh, but it's not on the top of my list anymore. I think I got plenty of time to go there. Uh, however, I would love to go to the Nordic countries. I think that's on the, the next on my list. If I can get there, Norwegian, Sweden, uh, uh, or sorry, Norway, Sweden, Denmark. Um, that's my heritage. That's my, uh, you know, my, my background where all my, where all my ancestors and relatives came from. Um, and I've never been there. So I'd love to go there, see those mountains, feel that, that energy from that land and where I came from and see what it's like. Well, um, I'm, I might see you there cause I am planning a trip there to, uh, to hike some mountains and look at the Northern lights, uh, this fall into the winter. Oh yeah. What did, well into the winter. So you're talking late fall here, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe sometime around the Thanksgiving break, um, you know, because uh, right. girlfriend's in school. Got to got to wait till she's out for <laughs> for. Yeah, well, maybe I'll see you there. I, I want to if, if everything yeah. opens up and COVID allows and whatnot. I mean, that's that's where I'll be this. Uh, I'll probably be there in November. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll 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 keep in touch for that because uh, I, I <laughs> not. Uh, not to not to take advantage of your knowledge, but it wouldn't be terrible to have a world-renowned uh, survival expert hiking with you in the Scandinavian mountains. Right? Yeah, we wouldn't let anything happen. We, we would crush it, man. We'd have a great time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know the idea is to get some uh, baller picture of the Northern Lights, and 
you know, just kind of like connect with nature and experience that. That's have you been? Have you seen them in in person? Brother, man, I have tried. I went to Iceland oh, yeah. and it was too cloudy. Really? I went to uh, Norway and I didn't go far enough north um, where I was, uh, mainly around the Oslo area. Uh, I didn't yeah. get to see him there. So, like, I've I've tried to to see them, and so um, I've seen them once. I did a I did a hundred mile snowshoe expedition across the uh, Canadian border of uh, Minnesota. That's like the and- dopest sentence I've ever heard. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I casually saw the northern lights while I was doing a hundred mile show snowshoe expedition. Well, I did. It was the first day we showed up. We had this. We drove all the way from from Maine through Canada, dropped down into the Upper Peninsula of, of Michigan to to Ely, Minnesota. Uh, parked our trucks there and got a four hour shuttle all the way to the other side of the Boundary Waters, which is a Fifteen hundred lakes, uh, a wilderness canoe area. No, no motors, no boats, no snowmobiles. Uh, restricted airspace. It's the most remote wilderness area in the lower forty-eight. And all, all expeditions that go to the North Pole, they do all their training in this area. We went because of the lake effect going into Lake Superior, and uh, it was negative sixty degrees for five days while we were out there. It was a twenty-one day trek, a hundred miles across the across the uh, Canadian border. And uh, we saw the Northern lights the first night we got there set up on the, on the lake, on the ice and the Northern lights just came out and, and uh, started dancing for us. And man, like all five of us just stopped in our tracks and didn't move and didn't seem like anyone took a breath for like a half hour. Yeah. And like, see, this is the things that they don't tell you that are out there when you're getting out of the Marine Corps. They're like, oh, make sure, you know, you submit your Make sure you buy a $5,000 suit. Yeah. <laughs> no, because that, that is definitely the one of the, my uh, one of the few things that I really feel like I have left to accomplish in life uh, is uh, to see the Northern Lights. As far as travel goes, you know, I, I want to go to the Draft Manor in uh in africa and have breakfast with giraffes i think that'd be super awesome i know it's kind of yeah. touristy but you know i'm no. i'm all about it i sure. uh i definitely want to go to uh, let's see here i think like tahiti and bora bora and that kind of area with like the bungalows and the ultra blue water mm-hmm. i i was lucky enough i was very spoiled when i when i first learned how to scuba dive i was in uh roatan in honduras which is like 80 degree water, even at depth, you know, beautiful coral reef system, all kinds of just beautiful things. So I didn't get to go. um, It was too cold for my taste, at least to go scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef when I was in Australia. Uh, But the uh, the one in uh, Roatan is one of the largest coral reefs in the world. So I feel like I really got like a a quality experience out of that. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. I'm happy that you've, uh, you know, a lot of people don't take this, take this opportunity, this short just uh, one short life that we got to travel and, and, you know, kind of just get out there and do your own thing and, and just meet people and see new places and experiences. So I'm really proud of you, man. Proud of you that you're doing that and taking, taking the advantage of the time that we have. Yeah. How, how are you going to like, you're over here, like just crushing it and like seeing all these awesome places. I'm over here with like my little meager traveling <laughs> accomplishment. Yeah, you're doing it though, man. Some <laughs> people don't, don't get off the damn couch, you know, like that is a fair point. So say, uh, <laughs> there is somebody who is in a bit of a rut in their life right now. And, you know, they, they really need to connect with, uh, with nature. Uh, what, what advice do you have for them? Um, well, I actually, are we, do you want to talk about what I actually offer here after or you? Yeah, please you, go ahead. 
I actually teach survival and bushcraft uh, skills here at the hostel. Um, I do, what are they, three night, four day um, bushcraft and survival retreats, four day, three night um, wilderness recreation retreats. Um, and that's open to the public. And with that, I also offer a program here called Operation Semper Thrive. It's uh, that is more designed for Maine veterans. Um, any any Maine veteran can come here on Tuesdays this summer, get on the website, sign up for a whole day of recreation. Uh, we do a whole day of kayaking, lunch, come back here to the hostel. They can spend the night for have dinner and a breakfast before they leave the next day, and it's completely um, free of charge for any Maine veteran. Um, and then I also offer a five day healing retreat called the Warriors Awakening Retreat. Um, and that's, uh, quite a bit more in depth, um, for those that are really struggling and really seeking some guidance. And that is available to any veteran across the country that, um, feels that they could benefit like, uh, from something like that. Um, we do, uh, yoga every morning, art therapy, horseback riding, archery, hiking, a couple survival skills, um, you know, all the meals, everything's catered. It's five days. We uh, will bring in anyone and anything that'll help uh, heal veterans utilizing, you know, nature and, and just kind of going inward and every instructor and teacher of, of that, that, that goes to this, that puts on this uh, retreat here is also a veteran. So veterans that show up, they're not talking to civilians. They're not dealing with civilians. They're, they're dealing with, uh, you know, and, and, and learning from and, and teaching too. everyone's a student, everyone's a teacher here. And, uh, and, and they learn and heal quite a bit. We've had some great testimonials from the retreats in the past, and we have another one coming up this October. I think it's October 7th to the October 12th. How, um, how far away from uh, Bar Harbor are you? Um, Bar Harbor, I think it's three, probably three hours. Bar Harbor, three, three and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. Two, I'm two hours from Portland, Maine, like an hour and 45 minutes from Portland, Maine, and the jet port, the international jet port. Uh, Bar Harbor is a little more up coastal. Yeah, because I am. Um, speaking of that, like I had uh, plans to go to Arcadia and Bar Harbor and all that uh, okay. sometime either this year or next. So when I'm in the area, I'll have to stop by and uh, do some. Sunsets. Oh, absolutely. We'll plan. We'll plan that for sure. We'll uh, whatever week it is. I'll look at my schedule. If I've got a retreat going on, we'll plan on like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday type thing. And you can come kayaking with us and all that, too. Right on, man. Well, um, is there is there anything else that uh, that you'd like to leave our listeners with as far as like your organization or, you know, just any advice in general? Um, yeah, uh, advice. If I could give any piece of advice to anyone out there that's listening would just be, you know, take advantage of the time, you know, take advantage of your freedom and the time that we have here. Um, get out, do something, see something exciting, do something legendary. And, uh, you know, try to have those least once in a lifetime experience once in your lifetime. You know, I feel, you know, I've been out of the Marine Corps now, what, almost 10 years. And it feels like it's been a hundred. It feels like it's been a century. I mean, I can't even, I can't even put myself there anymore. Um, <laughs> I feel so far removed. I've, I've lived lifetimes and I just wish, and I, and I want for everyone to have, to have that experience while they're, while they're here. And, uh, you know, I feel then that's what I want to teach. You know, I feel terrible. I can't imagine some of our brothers and sisters out there all the way, you know, back to every war in Vietnam. And they, I can't imagine what it must be like for a veteran to feel like 
Vietnam was yesterday or Iraq and Afghanistan was yesterday. I can't put myself there. I don't know what that must feel like because yeah. if it felt like yesterday, if it felt like yesterday to me, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what my fate would be, but yeah, you just, find yeah. yourself in a, in a 20 foot tree naked in, in Africa shooting gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. how, how much crazier would it get for you? Uh, you know what I mean? I just, uh, you know, let go, let go of all the negative bullshit that you might be hanging on to holding on to, you know, it doesn't serve yeah. you any purpose and, and uh, be happy, live, laugh, and love, and making share that shit with everyone. Fantastic. Uh, where can we find you on social media and your website? Um, yeah, uh, my my uh, website and all my social media information is Human Nature Hostel, um, and that's H O S T E L, uh, not hostile. Hostel. HumanNatureHostel.com uh, at Human Nature Hostel on Instagram, Human Nature Hostel on Facebook, and, and I think you get the idea. It's it's everything is the Human Nature Hostel, and I'm and I'm sharing a human nature experience here so check it out check out operation semper thrive and what i'm offering and expanding here uh, i've got 42 acres and i've got uh, a huge vision for this place it's gonna it's already on the map but uh it's, it's gonna grow quick well fantastic thank you so much for uh sharing uh your journey and your experience with us make sure you guys go uh check him out and uh when is uh your uh episode premiering so the premiere of uh, naked and afraid xl legends is this sunday april 25th uh, from 8 to 10 p.m and then every consecutive sunday for 10 weeks uh total and every episode is oh. two hours long oh fantastic yeah we'll we'll, we'll uh we'll definitely get uh we'll, we'll definitely be tuning in so uh ryan thank you so much uh fair winds following seas and we'll see you next time here in the smoke pit thank you Thanks, Sharp. Always a pleasure. Semper Thrive. Do you want to look handsome as fuck? Well, then you should try Combat Comb Over for your hair and your face and your beard. And then once you have all that additional swagger, you need something to carry it around in. Use the Nut Ruck by Arbor Arms. And while you're uh, carrying that Nut Ruck, you should also remember to keep yourself as fresh as possible because you never know what might happen when you're looking that good. So keep yourself some body powder from Hollywood Powder Company. Use our discount code SMOKEPIT on all of our sponsors to save yourself some money.